0: Okay, oh, somebody say amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm sure glad I'm in church. Those of you online, we want to welcome you. Benicione welcome. God bless you. God's doing good stuff for us today. Oh, water, gracias por Got some water going here. Usually when I'm preaching, I will kind of have water there, and I'll say, if today you need to have the living water. Yeah. You need to have that living water. So. It's very good, it's very good, it's a movie in. Amen. Well, I'm Ron, I gotta introduce my most important person in my life, besides the Lord Jesus, whoo, I had to clarify that one, that was close. And <coughs> now I'm getting all choked up because we've been married 41 years. <coughs> Woo! Would you welcome Pastor Connie Harden here today. Hey baby, what up? Number seven, grandbaby, coming up in August, the Magnificent Seven. So they're coming. It's powerful. In fact, folks, I'm going to tell you today, I wasn't always raised in church. I didn't come to know Jesus until 48 years ago next month. In August 1973, Billy Graham Crusade, Billy Graham said, come just as you are. That's an excellent Billy Graham impersonation. I want you to know that. You can find it online. They have this thing called the WWW, World Wide Web. Just look it up on there. You'll find them. But my background, all the things that happened in my life. My daddy died when I was two and a half, complications from alcoholism, from cancer. My mother remarried another alcoholic when I was five. The physical, the mental abuse that took place in my life. Brother Aaron, you look and go, how did I get this? Instead of pobrecito. Because Joel 2 says, God says, I will restore unto you the years that the locust, the canker, and the palmer, the caterpillar have devoured, and I'll pour out blessing upon you. Blessing of God walks. As we walk in obedience to him, as I became a forgiver, not just knowing I was forgiven, but as I became a forgiver, then God began to restore my life. I'm not responsible for what other people have done to me. I'm responsible for how do I react to that. Say amen, amen. You got that right. I'll start praying for myself right now. Come on. Do you know what? God's going to do it. So I just want to make sure those of you in the room, those online that didn't know about this little goofball coming up. And this is one of my favorite colors, Pastor. You know that. It would have been good, man. We got cameraman, tsh, keyboard man. Tsh. He's like I'm the present. Whoa. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. So you got it going on. But when I say family. My wife and I didn't have kids for five years because I didn't want to treat my kids like I got treated. But how many of you know Romans 8 says, God speaks, he'll use all things for our good. Ah, let me say that in the Hebrew. Ha! Ah, you know it, you know it. God's doing good stuff. So I talked about me. You know what's going on? Then I almost ripped into a little something there. Talk about Jesus here today. He's the truth, the life, and the way. I gave my life to him, and he delivered me from sin. I don't know if anybody want to use that microphone after that one or not there to get Hey, he's got his hanky out. Ah. Thank you, thank you. All right, all right. So we took care of that. Epic Bible College and Graduate School. Morning, afternoon, evening classes. Online, on-site, on Zoom or combo. From the associates to the doctorate, everything in between. Financial aid available for those that qualify. Boom. Let's do a video. One-minute video coming up. Now, the guy coming up is my brother Donald. Be the first guy that you see here. He's 80 pounds heavier than me. So Epic Bible College. Our focus is family. You're not just a seat in a chair there. You become a part oh. of our heart. Our role as leaders is to equip others to do ministry. You learn so that you can teach others in your ministries. I could not teach anywhere else because I throw the Bible into everything that I do. We were not all from the same denominational background, with the same culture. That was irrelevant. People care about you, about me. I feel like a family here real study and it's real late night it's college but at the same time if you combine that with the touch of God in a person's heart that's really what makes it worthwhile amen amen give God some praise I never, I never get tired of seeing that video. It's a one-minute video. Again, I dropped 80 pounds on purpose. If people hadn't seen me for a while, I got to tell them, does he have cancer? What's going on? I say, no, I am just fine. So getting that seventh grand baby coming up, I want to be in good shape. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, it's a moment you've been waiting for. We're ready for somebody say the word of God. Right here, it's coming up. It's sneaking through for us there. Our opening slide, courage through the perfect storm. Mosaic Life Church, where God goes to church. Oh, he better be here. Look at your neighbor say, He's talking to you, uh huh. So, as we open today to get an understanding, I want you to know that I've been blessed to fly to many parts of the world. Uh, you may have seen me on Facebook. I'm seated on planes. We're told to fasten our seat belts, and then usually one of the flight attendants will come up and they'll kind of go through a safety demonstration. I can remember one, Brother Aaron, that they explained those very important instructions. I began to look around and I saw that no one was paying attention. <laughs> And I kind of seem used to that as a teacher, as a preacher. I can relate to those feelings. Some were reading their papers. Young families were attending to their kids. Many had their eyes closed. And I wasn't doing much better myself. Come on, help me. But about halfway through our flight, the plane began to hit some unanticipated turbulence. Do you catch that? I started searching for that laminated card that showed where the exits are, how to get the seat cushion to serve as a flotation device. I don't know if we were over any water, but all I know is you can see that the stormy weather got me to pay attention to what really matters. Say that again. Yes. The stormy weather got me to pay attention to what really matters. Likewise, storms in our lives. We're all going to have them. Jesus in John 16:33 says, "In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world." Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The words of Jesus in John 14, 26 to 27, he says, my peace I bequeath to you. Give to you as in my last will and testament. Do not let your hearts be troubled. That's things on the inside. Do not let them be afraid. Things on the outside. We're going to say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you that you will take me through that storm. Somebody say, I'm going through. Come on, do it, do it, do it. Amen. I'm going through. I'm going through. The boat that has jesus within it will never sink can i say that again the boat that has jesus in it will never sink and in fact that slide tells you mosaic life church lord touch pastor jack pastor brenda we love them boom my name's ron next slide slide one as we see it coming up for us here. That slide's going to show us some scripture verse because I love the Bible. I do. I love the Bible. In fact, how many of you know sometimes you kind of treat the Bible like devil repellent? We You kind of get it out and go, ay, 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 ay. you know, if we just kind of keep it near us. Now, the young adult group, remember, make sure you get those big 75-pound family Bibles, all right? The picture of Jesus on the front. You know how he looks? Because if you keep that Bible between you and your boyfriend or girlfriend, you're not going to be climbing over Jesus to get to one another. Hey, hey, you catch that? Look at your neighbor and say, help. You got it. You got Come on, daddy just want to help you. I got your best interests at heart. You know that, okay? Our text for today. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was. In the boat, there were also other boats with him. Next slide for us, please. We're going to talk today about courage. The ability to make a bold decision. Joshua 24, 15, choose this day whom you will serve. Courage, that bold decision. Encourage to place courage into someone by our words, by our deeds, by our actions. To diss them, to suck courage out of someone. In fact, I think sometimes we do that to ourselves. I'm just talking about me. But sometimes we are our own worst enemy. My worst enemy, the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. In espanol, mio, mio, mio. Did you catch that? Uh-huh. I'm the, I'm the worst. I'm my, the devil's on the outside, all those things that are out there. But I'm going to trust God. He's going to take us through. So let's not allow ourselves, and certainly not over our children, our grandchildren, and those around us, to begin to speak over them. I was told by my wicked stepfather, I call myself Cinderella, not Cinderella, because I didn't have a wicked stepmom, but I, our, uh, but I had a wicked stepfather. But he came to know Jesus I was preaching on a Sunday morning 13 years ago after 40 almost 30 years of witnessing to him and I was going by the rest home where he was in there and God said go in and see him go in and see him because remember I had to walk and be a forgiver I'd share Jesus with him I'd lived Jesus before him and I went in to see him that day and I, I told the Lord I said Lord I'm preaching I get my heart I'm tired today he says I know that now go in there do that I said yes sir Yes, sir. And that was the day I was able to take his hands and say, Daddy, make this your prayer. Pray with me right now. Say, dear Jesus, please forgive me of all my wrong. Make me new and god granted that prayer no one deserves hell you're watching here today you're in this room no one deserves hell god wants everyone to come to him and all we have to do is ask and believe and speak out confess with our mouth and with our life to say lord i'm gonna trust you i'm gonna trust you and then if we follow after jesus how many of you know sometimes difficulties are out there they're not a sign that we're unspiritual we're bad people it's just sometimes thank you adam hello as by one man sent into the world and death thereby. So let's be ones that will speak life. Let's be ones that will speak it to ourselves, to those around about us. And I love my seven grandbabies again. I thank God every day for them. For our children, they came out all right. We first had a dog. Can I just say that? We had a dog first. I said, Well, if this dog can make it, then I know babies are going to make it. Now, that doesn't mean we left out food and water for our baby and left. All right, you catch that? But you got to realize that when we're walking in fear, when we're walking in other things that are there, we're not going to be able to proceed as God wants us to until we come to that point of release and say, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So to courage. I searched the entire world wide web. I searched everywhere on the web to find a solidly deep and spiritual picture for us of what we can see in this area here. And I found a a photo that I believe really shows you what it is. And I'm going to bring it for you now. There's courage. That's a chicken. I live in Rio Linda, that's a chicken, and above his word there, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of Kentucky Fried Chicken, come on, I will fear no evil. You know what I think that chicken was doing? He'd be strutting his stuff out there, working it around. We're walking in courage, not just bravery, you know, something we paint on but to walk in real courage to get that understanding for us. Next slide as we continue. Again, that's a powerful word for us, powerful word for us to realize there. So the stormy weather gets us to pay attention. Our text takes us on the water. We're going to find out the disciples had some pretty intense aquaphobia. They were afraid of water. But as we climb in the boat with Jesus, as he takes us to the other side, Jesus obviously had plans for his disciples that they didn't know about. Now we're going to discover three truths. That's right, brother. When I get to the third, that means I'm almost done. And be one of those preachers will say, "And finally, an ending and ending in conclusion, for the twenty-seventh time." Uh huh. So what I'm doing only one, only one that you'll hear there. But we'll discover three truths about storms for you and I as modern-day disciples. We'll see that since Jesus is who He says He is, we have nothing to fear. Next slide, slide five, number one: The storm may be puzzling. Look at verse 35. It's right there. The storm may be puzzling. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. I wrote down some reasons why I think Jesus may have wanted to go to the other side of Galilee with his disciples. I think he wanted to have them to be able to escape the crowd, to get some rest. I think he wanted to free a man in bondage. There was a man who was demonically possessed, and he was running around buck naked in the place there, breaking chains. And Jesus had a divine appointment to meet him. I think he wanted to reach a different culture with the gospel. When you go to Epic, see, I just speak it over you right there. Anybody in the room or online between 14 and 86 years of age, you're fog in a mirror, you're alive, you love Jesus, good. Then come to Epic Bible College. Subliminal, subliminal. Yeah. We've got our student body, 62% minority, 38% Caucasian, 30% African American, 20% uh, Hispanic, 10% Asian and Pacific Islander, and then 10% like me, Hamsham and J.F.F. I got them all. Come on. It's all working on me. Y'all can tell. Can y'all tell I'm from the South? Southern California. But mama from Kentucky, daddy from Tennessee, they kind of taught me how to talk. So we need to reach. I love looking at the place here today. Everybody's here. All of God's people are here. Oh, it's exciting to see that happen. But I believe he mostly wanted to teach and train the disciples. So let's focus on that last one. The Sea of Galilee. It's not a sea. It's actually a freshwater lake. And Jesus is focusing on the other side. The other side for him, Brother Aaron, the other side had the people that were different than the Jews. The non-Jews were there. Nobody wanted to go over to the other side because they weren't comfortable they didn't look like them they didn't talk like them they weren't that way but Jesus says I got it here just like the woman at the well he said I must needs go to Samaria there's a divine appointment for your life and mine that may not be comfortable that other side was unsettling uncertain sometimes we'd rather stay away but just as Jesus called his first disciples to go with them to the other side so too each of us must go where he goes Next slide. This is not a suggestion, but a command of Christ. Matthew 8, 18. He gave orders, yes, sir, to cross to the other side of the lake. The disciples don't hesitate. If that's where Jesus wants them to go, then that's where they'll go. In verse 36, they said, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. They took Jesus just as he was. We get into a doctrinal problem when we have Jesus and works, Jesus and this, Jesus and that. It's only Christ that can save us. Only he can make us whole. And they took him just as he was. They didn't even make any preparation. They didn't gather any provision. But if the Savior said it's time to sail, then it's time to sail to the other shore. Next slide. It's easy to sail when the seas are calm. But when the storms come, that's another story. Because the storm, secondly, may be puzzling. The storm often includes problems. The Sea of Galilee is that freshwater lake. Anybody ever been to uh, Lake Tahoe? Lake Tahoe is about two-thirds the size of the Sea of Galilee. Beautiful air in the mountains, but that place out there as it is, is the lowest freshwater lake in the world. But they can have serious 10 to 12 foot, even up, past, up to 20 feet tall on the waves there that can come from a wind tunnel like that that can take place. So they really didn't want to be out on that portion there, but they lived in that area because they knew God was going to use them. In fact, next slide says, Mark 4:37. a furious squall came up. That's a big storm, huge storm, almost like a hurricane causing with an earthquake underneath there. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. The word furious comes from the word mega. Whoa, dude. See, now you got Greek and uh, okification there. Mega. Whoa, that's like mega. Whoa, dude. Because that's how we all talk in California. How many of you ever have somebody in the East Coast say, hey, can we go surfing? Because everybody in California knows how to surf. Or we live in Sacramento and they contact you and say, hey, can we drive to uh, Disneyland? When we come see you, say, sure, seven hours and 12 minutes down I 5. Because we have different ideas, but that mega, the water's filling up the boat. The waves are spilling over the side so much that it was nearly swamped. Next slide says in Luke 8, 23, they were in great danger. Friends, let me point out that Jesus sent them into the boat knowing that a storm was coming. In order to get through the storm, they had to go through to the other side. Don't think that just because... You're going through some choppy seas that you're somehow being punished or that you're being disobedient. They were in great danger. Don't think in the areas that are out there. In fact, the scripture says to us in Isaiah 43... The next portion of the slide for us here. Isaiah 43, this is God speaking. When I first got saved, I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't have Sunday school stories. I didn't have any kind of areas there. And so when I began to look at something for prayer, I would do this. I would say, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Ron. He who formed you, Ron. I wasn't saying I was them, but I need to do it. The only kind of prayer I can make as growing up, The only kind of prayer I made when I came to know the Lord was, it only takes a minute to take a tater and skin it. Bless this food, Lord. Amen. That was the extent of my prayer life. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't have any idea about those things that are there. We begin to pray in the Spirit. Sometimes as we first begin to pray, there's not a lot of tongues coming forth. But then as we begin to pray more, as we begin to see God more, He begins to empower us. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When, not if. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the waters, we'll go back for that next slide i'm giving a different version here for you i'll be with you when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you thank him using message on this next slide up you guys are doing great appreciate that when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze I'm the lord your god the holy one of israel your savior next slide please You can see the power of God, what happens there. When he talks in Isaiah, and he says, I've engraving you upon the palms of my hands, and he says, I will take you. When you go through the water, you'll not drown. When you're in the fire, you will not burn, because I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. Child, you belong to me. Look at your neighbor and say, you belong to God come on come on when those storms come often they're sudden they come in a split second seemingly out of nowhere all it takes is one phone call a doctor's visit an accident a job loss a relational rupture but they're also severe next that we see they come with great intensity they can overwhelm us not only are they sudden not only are they severe but next they are surprising I'm often surprised when a storm hits, but I shouldn't be because 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. Since Jesus is who he says, we have nothing to fear. His plans for us, they may be puzzling. They often include problems, but they come third and finally. Yes, it's there. The third point's coming. It's there. Who'll give me five more minutes? Who'll give me five more minutes? I got five. I got 10. got 20. Whoo, I just got four more hours. Glory to God. Lock the doors. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> I'll start laughing about myself in a minute here. Third one, the storm comes with his presence and power. Come on, just lift a hand to him. God we just pause we're sensing right now as we spoke that word that you are moving in someone's heart you're moving in their life right now you're bringing a breakthrough Father rebuke any work of the enemy from the outside God help us to crucify our own flesh to deny ourselves, and follow closer to you come on continue to press in if that's not you just continue to pray somebody's getting their breakthrough right now somebody's getting their breakthrough right now by the spirit of God san. As I'm speaking out in tongues, that prayer language, that praise language is coming forth. We're interceding. Romans says, when we don't know how to pray, how be The Spirit comes and prays through us. Right now, we're praying for you online. We're praying for you in this room. We're trusting God that he will do that work, that he'll give us liberty there. Jesus came to preach the gospel, the good news, to set at liberty those that are bound, to open wide the prison doors, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of jubilee, the year of deliverance. God, we're receiving that for your people right now we're receiving that for your people right now come on pray for that son that daughter that niece, that nephew that husband that wife that person that needs jesus that's the most important need come on come on we're still preaching this isn't a final altar call this is an intercessory thing that god just dropped a prayer bomb on us he just dropped a prayer bomb on us and said come on begin to see it let it happen god for your glory for your honor for your praise jesus thank you thank you thank you amen amen was that for anybody in the room just raise up both hands if that was for you come on he knows he knows he knows amen and online i see that hand i see that hand no god's doing it for you when you're all by because remember only praise the lord if you're alone or with somebody I will bless the Lord at all time. His praise will continually be in my mouth. You got me singing now. My soul will make a boast in you, Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me from all my Oh, yeah! oh yeah you guys go oh. thank you, thank you very much Thank you no. you, guys, you, you all just bring it out, I, I feel I'm at home today uh, uh, Pastor Rodrigo you fix it next week, okay, thank you sorry about messing, you up. no, I just love Jesus and what you see is what you get isn't that great that as a Christian we can come and share to people let them know how much God loves them we can say to them not like some do praise the Lord You should have seen me before I came to know Jesus. I was so sad. But now, I think sometimes we need to let our face know. See, the storm, God gives us his presence, his power. Where is Jesus when the storm comes? He's taking a power nap in the back of the boat. Verse 38 says, Jesus was in the stern, in the back, sleeping on a cushion. The picture of the humanity of Jesus. He's tired. He's sleeping. He's preparing. He knows there's great ministry on the other side. That's what God is doing for Pastor Jack and Pastor Brenda in the sabbatical. He's setting them aside to further equip them, to further strengthen them, to further empower them. They're not just out there to hang around and be away from you. They love you. They talk about you greatly all the time. But this is a time to say, Lord, I'm setting aside to be stretched, to be filled, to be empowered so that when, not if, so that when we return, we can walk in that. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights away praying. Fasting. Why? When he came back, and says he came back in the power of the Spirit. Say that's going to happen for my pastor. Come on, pray it for him. Pray it for him. Pray it for him. That's what God is talking about—the deepness of what's going. On. It's not in my nose, but somebody said God knows. God knows it's there. But this is also a great picture of him being in total control. He's peaceful, even though there are problems taking place. He's sleeping; they're sweating. <laughs> he's on the throne he's got everything taken care of jesus was in the boat with them he didn't keep them from the storm he went through it with them so look at your neighbor say i'm going through come on i'm going through no this they're talking to me i'm gonna go through Amen. Now this had to be some storm. We know at least four of the disciples are fishermen. They're freaking out. There was a writer that pointed out, it's a dark day when sailors call on a carpenter to get them out of a storm in their boat. But they knew who to talk to. This poor man cried out to the Lord. The Lord inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a solid rock. And he put within my mouth a song of praise. Yea, a song of praise unto my God. Many shall hear it. Many shall see it. That's what we do. Whenever we are squeezed, whatever's on the inside comes out. You and I are like a tube of toothpaste. Whatever we got on the inside, it's going to come out. So what do you want on the inside? I want an overflowing presence of Jesus that you put there while things are good so that when these storms come up, come on, I'm just talking and preaching to myself. Thank you for letting me preach to myself today. I really appreciate that. I needed to hear it. I needed to hear it. The disciples are totally undone. They wake him up. They scream out this question, dripping with accusation. Teacher, don't you even care if we drown? I can see them. But before we get too hard of them, next slide, don't we often do the same thing when God doesn't do what we want Him to do? It's common to attack His character when bad things happen in our life. While we're taking on water, while we're sinking under the waves of worry, God often seems asleep. Friends, next slide, don't confuse God's silence with the lack of compassion. He cares deeply for you. Cast all your anxiety on Him. For he cares for you. The ship that has Christ in it, though it's tossed, it cannot sink. Ah. Here's something that may be helpful for you. Next slide. Whenever you're sinking under problems, remember this phrase: don't despair. Christ is there. Don't despair. Christ is there. Don't despair. Christ is there. Oh, don't, don't, don't despair. Whatever kind of genre you want to use there, don't despair. Christ is there. As long as you got Jesus in it, when my kids were growing up, I'd have to listen to their music. In fact, back in that day, they were listening to CDs, so I'd have to pull out the cover and go, they're going, bah, 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 Jesus! i said, all right, I'm good. I wouldn't be using my own personal devotional life, but it's got Jesus in it. Do you catch that? What we do in focusing in there, it's only in the storm that we understand who Jesus really is. Next slide. We learn most about Christ When we are in crisis, remember this. Storms weren't sent to destroy you, but to develop you. James 1 says when you stumble into difficulties, not something you plan. Just going along the way of life there. Count it on joy when you fall into difficult outward temptations. Knowing that the trying of your faith brings endurance, brings maturity for you there. You can see it. The storm, next slide, demonstrates his power. I love how Jesus slept through the storm, but as soon as his children cried out, he woke up. It reminds me of grandma, my wonderful bride here, and that's a great term. Again, like I said, we never thought, I didn't. I didn't know. I never thought I'd be married because I didn't know what that kind of stuff was like, and I certainly didn't want to be like it was there. But grandma has excellent hearing. It could be 2 o'clock in the morning. You know what's happening. She's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. She's on the move. She's like ninja grandma. She hears that. Excellent hearing, babe. Thank you. And how many, now, if you got kids, you know, kids, sometimes they don't listen. I'm just talking about kids, and me, I'm well as well. Have you ever asked your kids to do something? Hey, sweetheart, when you're in there, could you bring me back a glass of milk when you come out of the kitchen? And what do they say when they come back with no milk? I forgot. I didn't hear you. But yet, 6.2 kilometers away, the ice cream truck is playing. Can I say it this way? Let him that has an ear to hear, let them listen. Let's make a choice. Come on. We get selective in our hearing. We've gotta make sure. Look at see why you were going, ha ha ha. I just popping some gospel in there. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It reminds me of how, the, in the midst of that, the Lord's going to help them. Verse 39, notice Jesus never responds to their question. Excellent work, media. Would you give it up for media today? All on the slides, all the stuff that is there. Come on. Woo! Yeah. I travel all over the world. And those are the first folks that I come and see when I come into a place. I say, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. It's you. It's you. Because they can... You caught it, don't you? See? See? And we only usually turn and look back at him. Let me say that again. You got it, working. He got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, quiet, be still. Then, as you can see here, the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He never answers their question about whether he cared for them. He did not demonstrate with words because the answer they needed was to see a demonstration of his power. Do you catch that? Not just a word back. Oh, you're going to be okay. All Jesus had to do was utter a command, and that which he created instantly obeyed. What a picture. When he stood up, all the forces of nature, all the forces of nature took notice. The phrase used here that Jesus uses, it means to be muzzled and remain so. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. It's the same thing in Mark one twenty five when he told the demon to be quiet. It's the same word. Mark is showing us Jesus' power over disease, over demons, over the deep, over distress. No matter your situation out there, he is the one that can speak to the storm of your life. Peace, be still. Psalm 89.9 says, you rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. With the word, Jesus muzzled a major windstorm. He stopped millions of gallons of water from moving instantly. There are really two miracles here. First, he stopped the wind. Secondly, he stilled the water. Normally, if the wind dies down, the waves keep on rolling. But not that night. The wind ceased howling. The waves stopped moving. And after preaching in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina a while back, Pastor Fred Luther of New Orleans, I love how he concluded his sermon. That means I'm getting close. Did you hear that conclusion? That wasn't for me. That was Fred. Good. It's getting closer. All right? Amen. But he said this word. He concluded his sermons. Always remember that when the storms show up, so does the Savior. Could we have our worship team come and join me up here? When the Savior is there, we know that He cares. Always remember that when the storms show up, so does the Savior. I discovered something really good. Next slide for us there, please. I discovered something really good. We all must go through storms to get to the other side. My guess is that we'll hit some wind, we'll hit some waves. It's okay. We're not promised an easy trip, but we're a guaranteed arrival at our destination. How many want to go to heaven? I'm not taking up a load right now. I'm just checking, all right? Just checking. Is he passing Kool-Aid? What's going on? What's going on? No, 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 no. God wants us there. I just did a funeral, bud, just a little bit ago. And I told the folks there, I said, you think you're here today to honor the memory of this person, to help the family? I said, that's wonderful. But I said, you're really here today to have a divine encounter with God. People say, Lord, I'm so sorry for what I've done. Come into my life. And help me today. Remember this, the only way to get to the other side is through the storms.